G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, Victoria's second wave of the coronavirus continues to surge and is affecting millions across Greater Melbourne. Public housing residents are concerned about rising infection rates. Last week, you'll remember the Andrews government took the drastic measures of locking down a series of high-density towers because of the outbreak, likening them to vertical cruise ships for their potential to spread the disease. Many of the residents in public housing towers are from migrant, refugee or low socioeconomic backgrounds. Eight of the original nine towers are now back to the same restrictions as the rest of Melbourne. Churches have been attempting to play a part in the care for residents. Let's get some insights. Andrew Wong leads St. Stephen's Presbyterian Church and he's the missioner for the Presbyterian Scots Joint Mission in the centre of Flemington, one of Melbourne's suburbs at the centre of the coronavirus outbreak. And a special welcome along to you, Andrew Wong. Hi, hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Andrew, you're very close to one of the tower blocks. Where are you in proximity? Yes, yeah, so one of the um, main towers is about 600, 650 metres away from our church. Um, it's, a sense, uh, it's very close to the city, and so it's a very central location. What sorts of connections do you already have to residents in the towers? Uh, many of the residents uh, come to our mission on a Tuesday um, on a weekly basis uh, where we provide uh, food parcels um, and in the food parcels it has toilet paper, milk, cereal, canned goods, um, uh, toothpaste, toothbrush. It's got all sorts of things in the food parcels. We give fresh fruit and vegetables, prescription subsidies and financial support and so we support a lot of the people from uh, the housing commissions, and so that was before lockdown. And you've tried to continue some of that support, but you've you've had a few blockages there. Describe for us what's happened as you've tried to support people within the town near you. Yeah. So prior to the uh, lockdown, we used to get average maybe sixty people coming on a weekly basis on a Tuesday, and um, a few other people throughout the week. Uh, but since the lockdown, our numbers have decreased a lot uh, because they've been stuck in um, their accommodation. Um, the only support we can give them um, is phone calls, spiritual and emotional, mental support, uh, because um, the support they get uh, is regulated. Um, I think last week I tried to give a bit of support to some of the people who do come who've called me for some help but um, I've been told to just go back to the church and leave it there and um, give it to them next time. Well, I guess we might understand why there can't be physical contact, 
but you haven't even been able to deliver any grocery parcels and things like that. Is that because there are some special avenues uh, that you've got to go through to be able to support people within those tower buildings? Uh, yes, that's right, the special avenues. And I can understand why um, a lot of people in uh, who live in those public housing have all sorts of different uh, uh, complications. And so... Um, you know, they need to double-check everything goes through. Um, there are some in the building who struggle with a drug addiction or maybe um, who have a lot of different abuses. And so uh, they don't just accept anything from any organization. Okay. We know that man does not live by bread alone. And so it's one thing uh, to uh, try and get groceries through to people who are in extreme lockdown. Uh, But, you know, by every word that comes from God, the sense of pastoral care that you can, as a minister of the gospel, provide to people who are in that tower block, uh, what sort of ways do you try and keep that connection alive? Yep, so... Um, I have a long list of numbers, which I was able to get uh, throughout uh, my time as the missioner there. And I give them um, regular text messages as well as phone calls. Um, I offer to pray with them and encourage them. And I uh, encourage you, I keep pointing people to um, Jesus Christ who can meet their greatest desires um, and who can ultimately save them from their sins. Andrew, what's the mood like? I've heard that some residents have been very angry and some of those images been on our TV screens. What have you picked up from those that you've spoken to within the tower? Yeah, so there are obviously a lot of people who are disappointed and angry, uh, but at the same time, there are a lot of people who understand. Um, a lot of the people who do come to our ministry, uh, they're scared. Uh, they don't want to get sick uh, because a lot of them are at high risk, in the high risk category. And so when they do come or when they did come, uh, they would, they, we didn't need to tell them to keep social distancing and wear masks. They were already doing that. Okay. When we talk about the sort of support that comes from a minister of the gospel like yourself, uh, spiritual support and emotional support, uh, I imagine that there'd be people very, very uh, interested to drink in some of the encouraging words that you might bring. Uh, what do you think is a difference it makes uh, when you're a minister of the gospel and you've got an opportunity to speak into people's lives like that? Uh, because I am the minister of the gospel, um, I truly believe there is hope in Jesus Christ. Um, and so I can say with confidence to everyone who struggles with all sorts of different problems uh, to look to Jesus, because Jesus really can um, help them no matter their situation, whether it's addiction, uh, whether it's family problems, uh, whether it's loneliness or depression. Um, I really believe that uh, the gospel can speak into every single situation. And so in all my conversations, I always try to point people to the gospel. Uh, That's why I have gospel tracts from our daily bread in English, Chinese, and Vietnamese. I encourage people to take them, to read them, and a lot of them do read it. And they're always interested in what the Bible has to say about their situation. 
What about the wider community? It's one thing to talk about those that are in a lockdown situation in a tower, but those in a wider community, those ones that you already had connection to that were not living in those towers, are they concerned about what's going on with the latest outbreak? Yeah, a lot of the people who um, aren't in the um, public housing, uh, they are concerned, they are worried. Um, Some of them have stopped coming to the Tuesday mission because they're scared, they don't want to get sick. And so um, some of them phone me uh, to ask if I can deliver some food parcels to them, uh, which I do, and I uh, try my best to minister to them over the phone. Uh, A lot of people are scared right now. And the only thing uh, I can do and the mission can do is to help people uh, see uh, how there is hope in Jesus Christ. You've been concerned that some people in more extreme lockdown might well be so well hidden that even authorities could overlook them. Is that a concern you still hold? I think um, the authorities are doing um, a better job now. I think uh, at the beginning they had to react quickly. And so maybe at the beginning um, the process wasn't as clear but I think they're doing a better job now and I've, I've given a few phone calls and people feel like they're being provided for. What's your advice for people who are in Melbourne listening to our conversation now? And it might not be the extreme situation that you've had to deal with, but they're concerned about their neighbours, their family who are in a lockdown situation right now. As a pastoral carer, as someone who leads with a message of the gospel right to the fore, what are your thoughts for how people could be supporting one another in this time? I think... As Christians, the best thing we can do is to maintain social distancing, um, wear masks, uh, be safe, be careful, uh, but at the same time, be open to help people in need. Um, I think sometimes the coronavirus pandemic can divide people. Um, At the end of the day, um, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a virus and God is bigger than the coronavirus. He's in control. Um, He's got a great plan behind all of this. And so, especially as Christians, we can point people to the gospel. We can point people to Jesus, King Jesus, who reigns over even the coronavirus. I can imagine that in the community surrounding where you're working now, uh, that there's an increasing need for the sort of service that you're providing. And I wonder whether it's possible for people listening to our conversation right now and hearing of your attempts to be a pastoral leader, a pastoral carer into that situation. Is there a way that people can pray for you and uh, the way that they can help you, perhaps even uh, financially? What are your needs right now? Yeah, The most important thing we need is prayer. Um, unless God intervenes, unless God does something, nothing will change it. So... Um, we do ask that our brothers and sisters in Christ, not only in Melbourne, but all of the country and all of the world, would be praying for us. Pray that God would protect and keep our volunteers safe, uh, give us energy um, and confidence to uh, show love in a very practical way, but also to, show, uh, to share the love of Christ uh, through the gospel. Uh, they can, people can 
support our ministry by donating to us financially. Um, we accept um, bank transfers and and checks, uh, but we also um, accept non-perishable donations. And if they're in Melbourne or Victoria, um, they're always happy to drop off some non-perishable goods to us. Okay, a call there to prayer because people are in dire need and the idea of non-perishable goods, uh, donations and uh, financial donations too are going to be very gratefully received right now. Andrew Wong leads the St Stephen's Presbyterian Church and he's the missioner for the Presbyterian Scots Joint Mission in the centre of Flemington. And uh, there is a website I can point you to. It's scotschurch.com and forward slash Flemington hyphen mission. So scotschurch.com forward slash Flemington hyphen mission. Andrew Wong, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.